Alright, welcome back to episode 57 of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense, all three at the same time. Here, I alone have the stuff, and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So, I have to be on time today, hopefully just 20 minutes today, because I have a cake in the oven, a fun Fetty cake. The best cake out there. I love that cake. I love it. And I don't know why we're making it. We just put it in and we're going to have it while we watch the next Disney movie. And uh, yeah, let's get started. So today I, you know, Tuesday. Tuesday has no feel really. But, um, you know, did the normal stuff. Went to work. Doing this. And I worked out, so my soundtrack for today was, it started with Young from Yuna, then Oh What a Life by American Authors, Doing It All for My Baby by Huey Lewis and the News, Keep on Loving You by Matt Kearney, Steal My Sunshine by Len, It's Okay, Slash It's Alright by Fun, by Fine Young, Young Cannibals, man, my speaking is off today. I guess I'm just too excited for the cake. Uh, pop song by Star F. Er, <laughs> I don't want to say the word. Uh, Where do you go by No Mercy? ASNY by Kane Holler. Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah by Star F. Er, Wrestling Israel by Flowbots. Always be one EP version by Night Terrors of 1927 vines by hippocampus he walk by dj cutman boyfriend dash repeat by confidence man entropy by grimes bleachers and finishing it off with break my stride by matthew wilder wilder and uh that's a good song to end on because it will be a good start to tomorrow it has a good you know, no one's gonna stop me kind of feel, you know, it's, uh, whether you put it at the front or the end, it feels good, it feels good, so, I know yesterday I talked about the debate, and today I am happy knowing that, uh, the, uh, you know, I'm happy about the confirmation of the Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, I think she will be one that actually follows the Constitution as written, and I think it will be, I think she will be a strong presence there. I think that she will stick to her guns. I think she will, when you put her in there, you know what you're getting. And uh, pretty soon we'll find out, obviously, obviously over time we'll find out if those ideals are are true or not, but I think that it's a very good situation, um, and uh, I I think that the whole uh, the whole ceremony of it was re- was really nice, and I don't understand the whole thing about people opposing her or saying nasty things about her. She seems like she's a fine, upstanding woman, person, mother, wife. I mean, 
professional. I, I think, I think she is uh, is a good person in all those areas of life. And again, I think it's gonna be. I think it will be, I think it's going to be a good sign. I think it's a good sign knowing that there's people in there that are actually going to follow the Constitution. I think it's very bad that it was only Republicans that uh, voted for her through, but I I think it says something about the Democrats, Uh, you know, because I don't, I don't see anything wrong with her, and just because you oppose her views doesn't mean that you could say nasty things about her or that she is a nasty person. I, I think that if you're saying that about her, that says a lot about what you are. That says that you're that kind of person. And uh, we'll see. We'll see over time what happens. But I think that she's a great seat. I think that she's a great person that got voted in, sworn in. And, uh, you know, like Trump said, he's nominated and president for four years. That means that if there's a seat open, he gets to fill it or try to fill it. And... uh, it's not for three and a half years. It's not for three years and eight months. It's for four years. So, you know, everybody that's been sworn in has had a different amount of time that has taken them to be sworn in. So everybody complaining that it's too quick or whatever, look in history, look look at the history and realize that there's a variety of lengths of time have people sworn in and voted in so welcome amy coney barrett welcome to the supreme court i think that you'll do a great job and on to topic two so i've been having fun with uh i want to find the exact name uh it's a game by nintendo and um it's for the 35th anniversary of Mario and oh Super Bro- Super Mario Brothers 35 and you know I've watched people play this on YouTube and uh, I think Twitch as well and it seems pretty monotonous and repetitious when you're watching it however when you start playing it it's contagious it it makes you want to keep playing and it's these old school games are the perfect addiction and i could see why arcades back in the day were amazing and and were money makers and i kind of wish that there are arcades out there but i do wish that there were some like old school ones and these games are perfect for it because they have the perfect balance of gameplay variety but also, they have controls that are touchy. And I, I think it's something... I mean, I used to play games a lot more back in the day. But I used to complain about or, or not like games that were so touchy. I liked, I liked fine-tuned games. 
and um, you know one of the best I think is Super Super Smash Brothers Melee. I think the controls for that are unbelievably smooth. However, I think old school games like this, where they do have these, you know, oddities about the controls. You know, it seems so simple. It's like a two-button system. Yet, the smallest little flick of the joystick, the smallest tap on the button, can send you falling to your death. And it's this kind of gameplay, these ty- these types of controls, and also the new addition that you're playing against 30, 34 other people, and when you kill something on your screen, it goes off to other people's screens. That idea is awesome, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty awesome. I'm, I am wondering how this is going to hold up over time, just because, you know, no one wants to keep playing the same thing over and over and over, and I mean, that's exactly why there are so many Mario games, that's why there are, you know, they didn't just, people just didn't keep playing Pac-Man, or they didn't keep playing just Galactica, or something like that, um, so, I will be keeping up, I want to see what they do that's gonna keep refreshing it, but I like it so far, and I'm very surprised, because, it's been a while since I've kind of been into a game, and I've gotten one first place right now, and that was awesome, and one second place, and I have about a handful of third places, and then the other times, you know, just random stuff happens, and a lot of times, it's, you know, when you look at the scoreboard at the end, you know, you get KOs, you get, you know if you KO'd somebody, or, uh, or if they just got killed by themselves, and I've noticed that there's not that many KOs, so it, I think it really comes down to the person, because when so much stuff is being thrown at you, you kind of get frazzled, and with the old school controls, you kind of get, I don't know what the word is, you know, it's surprising, it's startling, it's, you start making mistakes, and I feel most people die on their own accord and that's probably the most frustrating thing about the game (laughs) uh but i would say go check it out super mario brothers 35 and uh it's a it's amazing where it's come it's amazing where it's where it's where it started off and where it's gone and one last thing is that you know you're sending bad guys into other people's screens and they couldn't do this back in the day because if you had so many sprites on the screen, it would pretty much destroy the game. And, or it would, you know, reset the game or freeze the game. But now they have the capabilities and it's really cool to see what they do to enhance the old games. So go check it out. Super Mario Brothers 35 for the Nintendo Switch. And now let's go on to the final topic, which is Fantasia 2000. I am back on the Disney trip. And I usually like animations that go with music. 
However, I am... There's something about, say, Fantasia and this newer one, Fantasia 2000, that kind of... Like, it's not doing it for me. Like, I wouldn't pick up this DVD out of my collection and be like, I want to watch you over a feature length film about something. I, I just wouldn't do it. I I think that there's something special about the feature films that have a concise story, say for that hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. And I think that these short stories all wrapped up in a package deal, I I don't think it feels the same way. And it's also odd because you're hearing music that you've heard so many times before, but now you're seeing it in a precise, different way. And I just think since art is so subjective that a lot of people are going to have their own takes on these, and that's okay. It's just hearing the music so much out of that context, it kind of rattles your brain and the visuals that you're seeing on screen sometimes don't register well. So let's get into the actual segments. So the segments are, let me pull up the right thing. Um, Symphony number five, which is just abstract patterns. It's it's interesting. I I don't. I'm trying to think of the right things to say. It's okay. It's all right. Um, it's just kind of random lighting. It's kind of. It reminds me of kind of the first one or part of the original Fantasia. Then you get Pines of Rome, and it's a bunch of humpback whales, kind of flying, swimming, flying. And then they're all diving into the water. Yeah, it was alright, too. Uh, Rhapsody in Blue. This was kind of cool. Just because of the style. It's really clean. It's really different. Um, and, uh, and... Like, it feels... More of a narrative than the other ones. However, I would not... I don't know. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. See, a lot of these aren't going to be my favorites. Um, and then you get Piano Concerto, number two, Allegro, Opus 102, which I don't know if I read that right, um, which is about like a tin soldier kind of rescuing like this other little toy that's dancing from a jack-in-the-box. And it's all right, but it gets a little silly after a while. Because sometimes he's able to move, other times he's not able to move. And then it really takes a dark twist at the end. Like the jack-in-the-box like gets thrown into a fire. So it gets dark really fast. Then we go to the Carnival of the Animals. It's kind of, it reminded me of, again, the old Fantasia where the hippos and the crocodiles or the alligators are like dancing. In this one, it's more flamingos and there's this one that's the outcast that's playing with a yo-yo and it's really fast it's so it's okay it's fun for what it is and 
I would say the shorter the better for these animations. The shorter the better. Then you get the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which I really love seeing. I, lo I love this short. However, I also think it's a little cheating having it in both Fantasia and Fantasia 2000. I think it's a crowd pleaser, and that's why it was just added in. Then you get Pomp and Circumstance, Marches 1, 2, 3, and 4. And this one I just did not like, and I like Donald Duck. But to hear the graduation song with Noah's Ark, it just, this is what I was talking about, where like, you, you've heard the music in so many ways outside of the theater or this experience, and you can't connect the music to the visuals. And, uh... Yeah, I think that's what was missing. And then it ends on the best one. It ends on the Fire, Firebird Suite 1919 version. And this one is amazing. I love this one. And it's pretty interesting because I think it's paying tribute to the last one in the original Fantasia, which is called Night of the Bald... Night on Bald Mind... Night on Bald Mountain. My God, I can't talk today. Um, and the thing that they do is, you know, that one, the Chernabog comes up and he's, you know, this big winged devil thing. And instead, in this Fantasia 2000 version, it's a big phoenix that's pretty much lighting this entire forest on fire and ruining the earth, basically. And then this sprite, basically Mother Earth, at least that's what I took from it, comes back to life and brings the forest back to life. And it's really good. Some of these shorts, especially this one, it's amazing, the style and the efforts that probably went into these. However, again, they are shorts. And when you have like one or two possibly three that are really good and then the other ones are just okay it ruins the entire package and i think that these would be much sweeter if they were their own little shorts by themselves and i also think it would do i i think it would allow people to really focus on them uh if they were separated and I think that uh, and I think that that would go a long way to you know giving justice to all the people that worked on these shorts I mean they're 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 all great in their own way but like I said there's only like one or two that I really like from both Fantasia and Fantasia 2000 and that's not enough for me to, to sit down and watch for an hour and a half I mean some of them go so slow and, of course, it's Disney, so the visuals are going to seem pretty good. But again, visuals are not everything. Music is not everything. You have to have the perfect balance. One last thing is, in this one, they had, so, they had a bunch of celebrities kind of interplay in between each animation. And I think that they were reaching for, you know, uh, I guess kind of having an extra like 
an extra addition into the into the movie and i don't think that that was needed i didn't mind steve martin but i would have liked if they just kept it steve martin but then you know they they have penn and teller they got um oh man they got the the woman from beaches um i'm running um they have the guy who who voiced Darth Vader. Oh my God! Why am I why am I why am I losing track of their um of the names here? Oh, James Earl Jones. Uh, they have all these celebrities like saying things in between these in between these shorts, and I just don't think it's necessary. I would just say this to Disney: I love the idea of these shorts, but keep them separated. I think that. They're shorts for a reason. Compiling them into a collection to make a movie, I just think disservices the audience and I think also the shorts themselves. I think that they should be special and shown singly. That's what I think. However, if you have not seen Fantasia or Fantasia 2000, I say go watch them. I mean... You might not like everything, but there are going to be one or two that you like. And I think that they're special enough to at least see one time or a couple times. But like I said before, they are not enough for me to sit down for an hour and a half to watch the entire thing. I would just fast forward to the ones that I like. And this has been episode 5 of Lay VOTP.